The IBM Cloud Platform Cast, coming to you every show with information about new capabilities and releases. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the IBM Cloud Platform Cast. We're your hosts from the offerings team here at IBM Cloud. I'm Ian Lynch. And I'm Steve Choquette. Today we are joined by our guest speaker, Chris Rosen. Chris is the technical offering manager for IBM Containers. Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, gentlemen. So, Chris, on, on May 23rd, IBM made a big announcement around containers. You know, containers technology has been around for over 30 years. Companies are using containers to package up their apps and their dependencies so that they can move from one environment to the other. You know, we partnered with Docker over three years ago, like 2014, and we launched containers and Bluemix on 2015. So what's new? The biggest change is really that we replaced our proprietary container orchestration with Kubernetes. When we launched that service initially back in June of 2015, Kubernetes had not yet been open sourced by Google, and Docker Swarm was not a generally available version. So we knew from an IBM perspective that eventually the ecosystem would catch up and that we would adopt an orchestration from the community which ensures portability and consistency for our users. So now our customers can create a single tenant Kubernetes clusters within the IBM Bluemix container service, and users that are serious about containers and microservices are looking to leverage Kubernetes. So, Chris, Google have really done an amazing job at creating what we could nearly call a standard for a container orchestration. But what would be the difference of a user coming onto Bluemix using it as opposed to picking up Kubernetes from anywhere? After all, Kubernetes is one of the biggest repos out there in GitHub. So why come to Bluemix to use it? There's two aspects of capabilities. There's one set that are Kubernetes capabilities, inherent to Kubernetes, regardless of where you run it. Customers are taking advantage of a much more robust user experience. So with Kubernetes, you'll get things like intelligent scheduling, self-healing, horizontal scaling, service discovery, automated rollouts and rollbacks, and secret management. IBM has added capabilities to Kubernetes as well. So we've done things like simplified cluster management. You can deploy and manage from the UI, CLI, or API. We provide fully managed master nodes, so we ensure high availability, scalability, and upgrades. We give our customers a choice of container security and isolation, so they've got a variety of choices of how they want to create and manage their cluster. We still have the, the same capabilities with a private hosted registry, vulnerability advisor, consuming other cloud resources, whether it's Watson for your cognitive app, IoT, or data. We're giving you 100% native Kubernetes experience. And lastly, we give integrated operational tools, so things like monitoring and logging and security. But one of the things that I'm actually most excited about is this support for add-ons, which are bring-your-own-tools. And it's giving our customers operational consistency to deploy tools that they may use in a multi-cloud or hybrid environment. So, Chris, if I were a business, it's all about money. Can I use this new support to make more money, or can I use it to reduce my costs? You know, let's talk about business value. Great point. So it's definitely all about disruption and disruptive technologies that come seemingly from nowhere. And so our businesses, our customers are interested in using containers and microservices for real three main drivers. First, 
to be able to ship software more frequently by integrating these technologies with their existing CI/CD pipelines. Secondly, improve resource efficiency with their container technology. So they're using the underlying hardware much more efficiently. And then the third thing is really around application portability. Docker has done a great job of packaging up all dependencies and allowing you to move them from one environment to the next. So IBM is positioning Bluemix as that innovation platform for our customers. In the container service, our users have the flexibility to scale up or down their clusters to meet not only technical requirements, but also their cost requirements. So there's no lock-in for some amount of capacity for any duration. We give our customers the control and flexibility to meet their requirements. Wow, so a huge amount of capability. So Chris, let's say that, well, I'm hoping you're really gonna like this question, because let's say I'm sitting down with my boss or my manager, and I'm looking to have a conversation around implementing the new container service into the organization. What type of conversation would you expect that I would have with the guy? Right. Uh, the IBM Bluemix container service is built on open standards. So th whether this is kind of the foundation at the engine through the open container initiative, or as we move up the stack and we're looking at orchestration through the cloud native compute foundation, that's important to our customers and our bosses because it ensures that portability and that consistency from a user experience perspective. And users, like I said, have those inherent Kubernetes capabilities as well as features that we provide. Now users also have operational consistency, so if they're using a Splunk or a Sysdig or some other tool of choice, they don't have to learn a new tool just to run within the IBM Bluemix container service. And it's not only for new cloud native applications, but the container service can also be used for either lift and shift or lift and shape type workloads and applications. This announcement that we made on the 23rd, is it just for Bluemix Public? What would it mean to Bluemix Dedicated and Bluemix Local? By definition, every Kubernetes cluster is dedicated. When a customer goes and creates that cluster the first time, they choose the amount of isolation that they want. So the old concept of containers and dedicated no longer exists where we install the entire stack top to bottom. Every cluster is dedicated. For local, that has moved out to the hybrid business unit and is rebranded to the IBM private cloud local. Look for future updates at the end of this year about the direction and offerings in that space. So I did a quick Google search this morning and it was easy to see that all of our competitors have something related to containers. Amazon's got their EC2 container service. Microsoft's got the Azure container service. Google's got the Google container engine. So what's the difference? How is it different that what we offer and what you just uh, announced earlier this week compared to what our competitors offer, Chris? ECS uses proprietary orchestration, so therefore it's really only useful in the confines of AWS. Now, they also provide support for other orchestrators, whether it's Swarm or Kubernetes, which is similar to Microsoft. And Microsoft also adds support for Marathon. So they give a variety of choices. The problem is these are fire and forget environments where they'll help you with day one automation, but then the user, the customer, is responsible for maintaining the entire stack going forward, whether it's OS patches, Docker engine upgrades, orchestration upgrades. When we look at Google, their container service is closer to the container service that IBM is providing. 
However, when you look at those other big three, Amazon, Microsoft, Google, none of them have as complete of an offering compared to the Bluemix Container Service, whether it's from the easy and intuitive cluster creation and management to the isolation choice so they can pick um, single tenant all the way down to the hardware stack, integrated operational tools with monitoring, logging, vulnerability advisor, and of course, access to the rest of the services and capabilities that we have within the Bluemix catalog. Chris, you mentioned a few times as in, in passing, I think, as you were going through some of your points, though, you mentioned Docker Swarm. And I, my understanding of Kubernetes is that it was pretty similar to Docker Swarm, but we already have a relationship with Docker. So what was the choice or what was the reasoning, I guess, behind the choice compared to Docker Swarm and Kubernetes? When we look at an orchestrator, there are kind of two core aspects that we're looking at. First is our feature capabilities and feature richness. And today, Kubernetes has more features. Now, of course, Swarm may catch up and, and have capabilities that are on par with Kubernetes, but today, Kubernetes is definitely the leader from a capabilities perspective. The second thing is really around the open ecosystem for an orchestrator that we would choose. When you look at Kubernetes, which was, of course, seeded from Google, today, less than 50% of the commits are from Google. And therefore, based on the openness and the collaboration within that ecosystem and that community, that's why we've chosen to go with Kubernetes as our orchestrator. Now, that doesn't mean that Docker Swarm no longer exists or has no place. We're working with Docker Inc. and various partnerships, and there may uh, be a Docker for IBM Cloud offering that will come and support this native Swarm capability. But from a fully managed container service perspective, we are leveraging Kubernetes. So, Chris, before we wrap up the show today, you've just mentioned a huge amount of incredible information. So if I was to ask you for one location or one place that I could go and find all the latest and greatest and all the relevant information that you're discussing about there, um, where would I go? Yep, we've got lots of great sources of information. So the first thing I would advise you to do is check out our announcement blog. It's at ibm.biz forward slash IBCS dash K, the number 8S. So IBCS dash K8. We also have a go-to-market page, which is ibm.biz slash IBCS dash GTM. We also have internal Slack channels as well as external Slack channels where you can invite your customers and your business partners to participate. That's IBM dash container dash service dot Slack dot com. If you lost all of those, feel free to email me directly, Christopher Rosen slash Raleigh. Well, great. A lot of great places to find some great information. Chris, I will put all of those links in the description of the podcast below. And before we wrap up, Chris, um, is there anything that you would like our listeners to think about, I guess, one key takeaway from today's podcast? The containers and microservices are the future. Now, there, there are always use cases for other compute choices, but for cloud-native and net-new, containers and microservices are the direction that our customers need to be using and leveraging, and therefore they should be building on top of the Bluemix container service to take advantage of all the capabilities that we've just described. Wow, huge statement there from Christopher Rosen. Containers and microservices are the future. Chris, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. And for myself and Steve, guys, thanks so much for listening in. See you next time.